Many physicians think about the prospect of changing careers in their lifetime. One option is to move into the discipline of healthcare policy. Today's guest left his surgical practice after 30 years to join a healthcare think tank. Is this something that would interest you? You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, professor of surgery at the Chicago Medical School, and with me today is Dr. Donald Fry, Executive Vice President of Clinical Outcomes Management at Michael Pine and Associates, a healthcare think tank. Prior to joining Michael Pine and Associates, Dr. Fry had a 30-year distinguished career as professor of surgery, chairman, and chief of surgery and director of trauma at the University of New Mexico Health Sciences Center. Welcome, Dr. Fry. Thanks, Dr. Hill. Today we are discussing our guest's journey from being chair of a clinical surgical department to becoming a healthcare economist. Dr. Fry, could you tell us a little bit about that story? Well, I had a very productive and rewarding academic career as a university-based surgeon, as a chairman of a department, uh, as an educator of residents and students. That career unfolded across a nearly a 30-year span. It is interesting that during the 30 years the career of the academic surgeon changed in a very dramatic way. In what way, sir? It changed in that there were increasing expectations that one do more and more clinical work. There were less expectations of one doing research, publishing, teaching, and one found that academic surgery practice, in much the same way that private surgical practice has evolved over the last 10 or 15 years, that the demands for doing more and more clinical work resulting in more and more hours in the hospital finally led to a point as I was looking over the barrel of being 60 years of age that I wasn't going to be able to continue that physically much beyond 60. And so I started contemplating how I could build on my 30 years of clinical experience, continue to be active and to contribute, to use my medical education in a different way, and hopefully to find a pursuit that would have academic interest for me that would even allow me to continue to teach and to write and publish. And so as I looked at opportunities, this particular opportunity to involve myself in clinical outcomes and health payment reform just has seemed to be ideally suited for meeting my personal objectives. From a personality perspective, it seems that surgeons would have a difficult time being out of the operating room and managing things at an armchair level. I think that what you've stated is very, very true. I I believe I'm still having withdrawal symptoms because I enjoyed surgical care. I enjoyed the operations. I enjoyed the teaching of surgical care. But the increasing hours of time required in it, the increasing administrative morass of making deans and hospital administrators and 
everybody else happy began to just take a progressive toll. So I decided that I needed to make the transition because of the malpractice issue that exists in the U.S. You can't really go part-time because the cost is staggering, so you have to make a decision in most locations of making a clean break. And so I chose to make a clean break. I still have dreams at night of being in the operating room and taking care of a gunshot wound or a complex colon cancer case. And so to that end, I guess I'm still having some withdrawal, but the fact is that I opted for a little more control in my life as opposed to the uncontrolled existence that surgery today demands. If you have just joined us, you are listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, professor of surgery at Chicago Medical School, and with me today is Dr. Donald Fry, executive vice president of clinical outcomes management at Michael Pine and Associates, a healthcare think tank. We are discussing our guest's journey from being chair of a clinical surgical department to becoming a healthcare economist. Dr. Fry, you mentioned that after 30 years of clinical practice, you went into a healthcare think tank situation. We all know that in surgery and medicine, how important it is that we learn from experienced surgeons, experienced physicians. Do you feel that you leaving after 30 years all of the wealth of your experience we will be missing, the younger generation will be missing? It would be my view that Losing the senior members of surgery is clearly a loss to the body of surgery in one form. On the other hand, the loss of clinical input hopefully will be counterbalanced by being able to make a contribution at the policy and the social level of what we are doing in healthcare. So, I believe we actually need more experienced surgeons and experienced clinicians to take that experience and to get into outcomes and health payment reform and many of these social issues. And so I think it's a give-and-take proposition in what we might lose in terms of senior experience in doing operations can hopefully be synthesized into a well-experienced person involving themselves in how we're going to reform healthcare. Do you think that the pressures that you mentioned, both in academia and in private practice, is seen in other physicians in other parts of the country as well? I think that it surely is, and it's my observation that we are seeing physicians uh, retiring out of clinical practice at younger and younger ages than what have heretofore been the observed case. And so the most recent information I have from the American College of Surgeons indicates that the 
age of retirement of a general surgeon right now is about 60 years old in the U.S. If you go back to 1980, it was 71. I think those trends to younger and younger retirements are observed across really all strata of medical practice today. Dr. Fry, do you think there should be an age limit after which a surgeon should not be allowed to operate? No, I've been traditionally very much against any arbitrary age designation. I think that we probably need better methods of identifying the current skill set that a surgeon has. The traditional methods of examination and so forth, I think, are probably inadequate in that regard. And the new era of simulations that and simulation devices for surgery, both for learning but also for documenting currency of technical skills, may allow us to have a more objective measure of stating or identifying when someone probably should not continue. And so I am hopeful that we will have better methods than simply making a chronological determinations as to how long one should continue in the practice of surgery. Do you think that the younger physicians and surgeons will continue the trend of earlier retirement? I don't know whether they will continue the trend of earlier and earlier retirement, but it certainly has been my observation that the younger set of surgeons and physicians have been more demanding of having a much more controlled personal lifestyle. That may be one of the reasons the retirement at age 60 of general surgeons is becoming the norm is that we've sort of worked people down to the bone. So it may be that a better, more controlled lifestyle, work hour restrictions during residency, perhaps the evolution of acute surgical care specialists, the reorganization of how care is delivered to provide a little bit more protection to the totally exposed, uncontrolled practice of the past may result in clinicians choosing to practice a longer period of time. Only a time will tell that story. I want to thank Dr. Donald Fry, who has been our guest. We have been discussing Dr. Fry's journey from being chair of a clinical surgical department to becoming a healthcare economist. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Be sure to check out our website at www.reachmd.com, which now features on-demand podcasts of our entire library. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com. And thank you for listening.